This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the show. Hour three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Kate Constable. Coming up in our final hour, what we think about today's matchups in the NBA with the Nets and the Celtics. Little deja vu playing on back-to-back nights. We finally get the 2024 debut of Tiger Woods this weekend at the Genesis Invitational. We'll discuss how excited we should be about it or not at 820, then our best bets at 840. So, Kate, we were just turned on to this story by our executive producer, Bill Rowland. And on ESPN, both Woj and Ramona Shelburne are reporting that just before the trade deadline, which is, this is hard to believe, that... The Golden State Warriors reached out to the Lakers trying to convince them to make a blockbuster trade and send LeBron to Golden State so he could play with Steph Curry and they could make a run at an NBA title together. And ultimately, the Lakers said, well, we don't want to trade LeBron, but ultimately, the Bus family wants their star players to be happy and wants to want star players who want to play for their franchise. So they said, we'll defer to LeBron. What does LeBron want to do? And LeBron ultimately, through his agent, Rich Paul, came back and said, no, I want to stay a Laker. I'm, I'm stunned at this. It's a bold move. I, I guess I kind of like it, sort of. Just the fact that maybe you have, it would be interesting to see Steph and LeBron play together. But I'm really surprised that Golden State would go all in because to get LeBron, obviously, and LeBron's 39 years old, still playing at an incredible level, Mm -hmm. they would have to give up God knows what. This is sacrificing everything to make a run at one more title. I think that says a lot about the state of the Warriors right now is Mm -hmm. willing to give up everything other than probably Steph and and Draymond like I'm sure Clay would be included in a trade like that um for a 39 year old LeBron James who maybe what has maybe another year maybe two left in him um and that just kind of to me says that the Warriors this is it like they don't have a whole lot after this year Uh, I mean they're not they're they've turned things around lately they've actually been playing well lately Mm -hmm. but 
they don't see themselves as a championship team with the roster that they have right now, and they don't see themselves as a championship team going forward. They would need a piece like LeBron in order to bring them to that level. And still, like, they're they're willing to do it right now, knowing that they're not going to have yeah. LeBron for an extended period of time. Like, it would be different trading for a player like Devin Booker or someone like that who still is one of the more veteran players, but you have a longer shelf life with Booker where – and LeBron, like – you get a year and then you're you're rebuilding basically you're blowing things up after that right well it kind of just feels like the warriors know that they're blowing things up after this regardless so you might as well throw all your chips in and see what happens uh, yeah i guess so and i i think you nailed it which is it it is coming to an end for golden state yeah. if it's not already over right like clay is not the player that he used to be now i will say to steve kerr's credit he's done a nice job when draymond was suspended of sort of tinkering with the lineup and saying okay maybe this is a nice opportunity to find a different rotation or find a different way of our substitution patterns or a different way of playing basketball in order to see if we can extend our shelf life a little bit and be and they have been better but ultimately this is an aging team and I don't know, it really is going all in. It's like when the Rams won the Super Bowl and they won their Super Bowl, but by God, they mortgaged everything to get that title. It, it sort of surprises me that Golden State would be willing to do that because you would think that with the, the players that they do have and the capital that they do have, they might try to extend things and keep this as a sustainable championship competitive type franchise but i at the same time maybe they're thinking look once we lose steph and he is obviously on the back end of his career clay is clearly starting to decline it, it, it maybe it won't matter yeah i i think that's what it is is they know the dynasty is coming to an end whether or not they were able to bring in lebron like they maybe have another year or two left in them and then it's all over interesting that the the sixers were also kind of in on this too in poking around seeing mm -hmm. if lebron would be interested in going to philly uh it looks like the six the sixers also reached out to the suns to see if they could get Kevin Durant or Booker or Beal, one of those three. And I mean, mm -hmm. obviously the Suns said no, which they just acquired two of these players last season. They're in the off season with Beal. So they're not looking to make any moves, but very interesting that LeBron is the, is the player that everyone's going after right now. Like why LeBron at, I guess he's playing at a high level, but he's maybe going to play two more years only so he can play with his son. Like that's otherwise you've got to imagine the guy hangs it up pretty soon. Yeah. And also, and I'm, I, I don't want to be defeatist here, but there's no guarantee that Bronny makes it to the right. NBA. Like he, he's right. been okay, but he, and you'll hear, you'll read a headline like Bronny does this. Bronny does that. He hasn't been tearing up the college basketball no. world. We, we assume, Oh, it's LeBron James jr. It's, it's Bronny. He'll, he'll definitely play in the NBA. That's absolutely not a guarantee. So there, I think if you're looking at it from that perspective, which I think is a realistic way to look at it, then the idea that LeBron will play an extra couple years just to play with his son, maybe, but also maybe not. You're taking more of a roll of the dice there. Yeah, I mean, Bronny comes off the bench on a terrible right. USC team. It's not like he's putting up 40 every night and the only one on that team that can play. And so they're losing because they don't have complimentary players. Like 
Bronny's and he's a freshman, so he's going to have time to grow, but he's not a one and done. He's not someone who's going to change the uh, a program where he's at in his current state. So I'm with you. I don't think it's like a totally surefire thing that. Well, I'll take that back. I do think it's a surefire thing that Bronny gets drafted. I don't think it's a surefire thing that he has success in the NBA, right? Correct. A team will take yeah. Bronny because of the name. He'll get drafted. But is he going to be an impact player in the NBA? That is still up for debate. Right. He's probably like a second round guy, right? That some mm-hmm. team takes a flyer on. Maybe it brings them extra sales or maybe they can make yep. a pitch towards LeBron. It's worth it in that respect. But certainly you're not going to draft Bronny as a top 10 pick and, and expect him, at least at this point in his career, to make any sort of impact in the pros. Well, we are talking about the pros. So let's talk about NBA Wednesday here, Kate. Heat at the 76ers tonight. The 76ers are laying three and a half. 76ers are minus 350 on the money line. The Heat are plus 125. And your total is 223 and a half. So this is the back end of a back-to-back for the Heat, which got a huge win over the Timberwolves last night without Jimmy Butler. Looks like Jimmy Butler will continue to be out of the lineup because of a, a death in his family. So he is out for at least for tonight and maybe a couple of more games. Where are you going here? I'm going with the over in this one, Jenks. 223.5. Yes, the Heat are on a back-to-back, so maybe you get some tired legs in this one. But you also just think about um, the defensive players on both of these teams, especially the perimeter players. Like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, terrible defenders. Uh, For the 76ers, you have Maxi, you have uh, Cameron Payne, who is an awful defender, and you have... um, but he healed, who also doesn't defend. Now, the mm-hmm. Heat, their defense is predicated on defending the paint and protecting the rim. They're going to leave 76ers players open on the perimeter to knock down threes. And Buddy Heald is a great three-point shooter. Tyrese Maxey can shoot the three. Cameron Payne can shoot the three. So you have three players that are awful in the defensive end but can pour in shots from behind the arc. And similar to Miami Hero, um, uh, Robinson, both great shooters. I think this game goes over 223 and a half. Yeah, I like that as well. Initially, I leaned to the under, but I think I said this to you earlier, but then you start thinking about the guys who are not going to play, and I think the over is probably the right call here. And also the heat for me, they're just so difficult to bet on, at least if you're picking Mm -hmm. a side in particular, just because you never know who's going to play night in and night out. I mean, last night they had Nikola Jovic, not Jokic, Jovic play against the the Timberwolves. And he had gotten some run earlier in the season. He's a rookie. They were drafting him and high on him. And then they moved him out of the rotation. He had played three minutes in the past, what, couple weeks. Gets in the starting rotation last night, scores 24, which is just, you would have never handicapped that as, as part of mm-hmm. looking at the Heat. So that's why I tend to stay away from them when it comes to a side. Here's a line that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Knicks at the Magic. The Magic are laying three and a half. The Magic minus 155 on the money line. The Knicks are plus 125, Kate. The total is 212 and a hook. Tell me how I should bet this game because this line doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Jenks, I can't tell you because I don't know how to bet this game either. It really does not make any sense at all. With the the injuries that the Knicks have been dealing with lately, OJ Mm -hmm. Nanobi out, um, Julius Randle out, Isaiah Hartenstein, he's questionable tonight, but he's been out these last couple of games. I mean, the Knicks have dropped four of their last five, so they are struggling right now. But I still think that they're a solid team and a solid unit um, with uh, Jalen Brunson on the floor, with Hart, uh, some of those players. So I don't 
I don't know. I would maybe make this game more of like Knicks uh, plus two than three and a half. So that's why yeah. this number's throwing me off a little bit. The Magic are also on a back-to-back. It's just this, if Isaiah Hartenstein doesn't end up playing tonight, the front court for New York is going to be extremely thin. And you have uh, Franz Wagner, uh, who's a great front court player. You have Paulo Bancaro, who has size. So maybe that's kind of where the books are looking is that the Magic are going to have success offensively in the interior with Hartenstein potentially being out, Randall out, OG out. Um, It's just, it's not a game that I want to bet on, really. No, I'm the same way. I looked at this and I initially I wanted to go to the under when I was handicapping yesterday, but 212 and a hook is really, really low. And when you see a team like the Magic playing the back end of a back-to-back, let me ask you this because I, I go back and forth. Do you tend to say, okay, you may have tired legs. Does that mean less defense because you're a little bit more tired and maybe you expend more energy or is it the opposite? I You could probably make a case either way. I go back and forth with this all the time too. Right? And I my thinking is you have tired legs, you're going to be lacking on the defensive end because when players get tired, what end of the floor do they try and rest or take off? It's always on defense. Mm-hmm. I was always told playing basketball growing up that your rest should come on the offensive end. That's way easier said than done. Like it just doesn't yeah. happen like that because people want to score. They want to be involved in the offense. So the rest oftentimes takes a back seat and, and is more so on the defensive end. So that's where I lean on uh, teams playing back-to-backs, especially when they have travel involved. That, yeah. that spot specifically is where I think teams don't show up on the defensive end. I tend to agree as well. It just goes against sort of your natural mentality, right? Of course you want to be right. more aggressive and move more on offense. It's hard to get yourself into that mindset where, hey, I'll get my rest when we have the basketball. Let's go to Boston. This is a rematch of last night's game, which was in Brooklyn. Nets at the Celtics. The Celtics are laying 13 and a half. Holy Lord, the Celtics minus 1,000 on the money line. Brooklyn Nets plus 625, total 226 and a half. Last night, it was Celtics laying eight. That ended up being a push the Barclays Center, but now we're seeing a five-point swing. At some books, you're seeing this at 12 on a hook, some money coming in on the Nets. This is another game where I'm not quite sure I feel confident on either side. Maybe I lean Boston, but do I want to lay this many points? I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think you look at Boston in the first half here. They've been great at covering first halves. Um, mm-hmm. the full game, like weird things happen before the all-star break. I have a hard time believing that if the Celtics are up late, that Missoula is going to keep his starters in, that they're going to be motivated to finish off this game strong. I think mm-hmm. you see the Celtics try and put this game away early that way they can rest and get to the break. Um, so Brooklyn had great opportunity for kind of a backdoor cover, something late. I just can't lay 13 and a half with a team that I think is going to be unmotivated if they're up big in the second half. That's just a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, I agree with you too. So I, it's a stay away from me. I might, I might lean Celtics, I guess, but I did not anticipate the number being this high. And again, 
you point out very well, which is, look, if the Celtics let up, maybe they clear their bench late. All of a sudden, the Nets could get one of those late covers just by accident, and you never want to see that. Finally, your Bulls at the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers laying 9.5 points. Cavaliers minus 375. The Bulls are plus 290, and the total is 223.5. Kate, I will defer to you here. We got like 90 seconds. This is your Chicago Bulls in Cleveland. What's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen because I never know what's going to happen with the Bulls. Now, they have been a little bit more consistent lately, so I am leaning towards taking the points with Chicago, getting nine and a half. The Cavs are coming off of a loss. that doesn't make me feel great in terms of Chicago then covering this number, but this is too many. The Bulls have been playing significant without Zach Levine. They're feisty. They're still trying to make a push to stay within uh, the play-in tournament. I think Chicago finishes the uh, this portion of the season going into the break strong. So I would lean towards taking them plus nine and a half. Also, uh, Jenks, got to remind you again, Alex Caruso, steals and blocks. Take the over, steals, baby. baby. Those steals props, <laughs> stay on them. Coming up next here on the show, Tiger Woods returns to the course this week. But how excited should we be about it? We're going to play Read and React. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday and a Valentine's Day. Come on back. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on a Women of Wager Tainment Wednesday. It's Valentine's Day, the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Kate Constable in with us today, sitting in for Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. Coming up here on the show, we're looking at some of the biggest stories this week in sports, including the return of Tiger Woods at the Riv. It is read and react. Kate, have you seen the new clothing line that Tiger Woods is coming out with now? So essentially his, and we sort of figured this was coming because a few weeks ago, I forget, I think he was playing with his son in a tournament, and people noticed, wait a second, Tiger's not wearing Nike. We haven't seen that ever. And he said something very, very short or very terse, which was, I'm still under contract or the deal is still intact. And people thought, wait a second, this is not going to last. So now he has a new equipment deal with TaylorMade, and as part of that partnership, Tiger has his own clothing line. And it's called Sunday Red, except that Sunday is split apart. So it's sun, space, day, space, red. And the logo is a tiger. And apparently each and every stripe on this sort of tiger represents each of his major championships. But they asked the, I guess the head of, I don't know if it's tailor-made or the head of this new clothing line that Tiger is creating. Why is there a space between sun and day? So it's the tailor-made CEO. And this was his explanation. See if you can follow me here. Sunday red is the color that Mr. Woods has made very famous on Sundays, but Mr. Woods plays golf on more than just Sundays. 
Okay. What? Yeah. So that's that makes why no they sense. Split. That makes no sense to me. I'm like, okay. It makes no I don't, sense. I don't really understand Then just that. say, then get rid of the Sunday, but yes. just do day red. Red day. It's, something like yes. that. If there's yeah, sun don't understand that. on a day and you play golf, you wear red. Is that it? I don't know. It was just no. It he's was a bit famous for wearing red on, on Sunday. Sunday, yes. So it should be one word, as in the day of the week. Sunday, red. The split doesn't. That's not computing with me. And then also, when you see this logo and you can look it up, and it's a very abstract logo of a tiger moving. It's not the old school TW. It's an actual tiger. And when you count the stripes for tigers, what? 15 major championships 14 15 15. so i got confused because it's such an abstract piece of art i'm like i don't know if i had to count it three or four times i'm like is this one of the stripes this stripe is actually sort of in parts it's there's a break between the stripe are you counting are you counting them am i wrong here it's hard to count the stripes right it's really weird it it's like there's way more than 15 and like the backbone of the tiger is that counted i guess that's not a stripe that's his backbone it's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen okay i did just count 15 there did you okay but it is weird so you have to count the one that it has the break in between so that's two okay that's where i got it kind of looks like a skeleton like a like a animal that was chewed up and spit out and then you're dissecting in science class yes. or something right it's like a sheath of a lion do you know what i mean yeah where it's that skeleton you're like oh let's count let's accept its stripes i don't know it's not i it's like weird. it but it's it's a little yeah. odd it's just not what we're it makes you to. it makes you have to think and i don't want to i shouldn't have to think mm. that much right yeah i want to go T-W. Oh, that's Tiger Woods, guys. It's T-W. <laughs> and so I'm like, one, two. Okay, there's a break in that stripe. Maybe that's, you know. I it, I mean, this is. I will say this is just another avenue for Tiger just to make a ton of money because even though yeah. it, he will work in conjunction with TaylorMade, this is his own company that will have its own set of, you know, marketers and leaders and people that can also market this in conjunction with TaylorMade. So once again, Tiger. And it does look pretty cool. So I'm sort of interested to see how the style plays out. But just something to keep an eye for when you see Tiger on the course this weekend. All right, let's bring in our executive producer, Bill Rowland, and play a little read and react. Good morning, Bill. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Morning. Good morning. Good to see you both. Hey, that logo looks like an emaciated Puma logo. Looks like a Puma <laughs> yes, logo. That, that is exactly it. Yeah, correct. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible logo. Anyway, 
We'll get to Tiger here coming up in just a second. Super Bowl wrapped up this weekend. Of course, we know Kansas City won their second straight. Now, everybody in the NFL will turn their attention to the draft coming up. Chicago has the number one overall pick. And from now until the pick is actually made, it will be an endless debate. Do they keep it? Do they trade it? Do they get rid of Justin Fields so they can get Caleb Williams on and on and on and on? So we might as well get it started. Jenks, I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. You're the Chicago Bears. What do you do with the pick? Oh, man. I keep going back and forth on this, and I can't wait to hear what Kate has to say since she is the resident Bears fan. I think, I think you make the pick. And I, I think you go with Caleb Williams. I think he is a different level of quarterback. My problem with Caleb Williams is, like, I think a lot of people have a problem with, and I, I've looked at some of the tape. I'm glad I'm not making this decision. And he can make throws that Justin Fields cannot make. My problem is, is that Justin Fields definitely got better this season. There's no question about that. And I worry about Caleb Williams and his mental state not that there's anything wrong with him mentally but you guys know what i'm talking about we're throughout the usc season he didn't handle losses well at all and i wonder are you about the team or are you about yourself and i don't know the answer to that so certainly if you're having issues at usc go be an nfl quarterback be the number one draft pick for the chicago bears see if you can handle that because it will not be easy obviously i i would lean towards making the pick i think he's a better quarterback he is a step above justin fields I um I'm gonna agree with you, Jenks. The one caveat for Justin Fields, yes, he did get better this year. He has the locker room. The guys love him. They want him back. So that concerns me if the Bears do take Caleb Williams. Is a rookie coming in? Is he gonna be able to command the locker room in a way that Fields was able to do? Now, here's a a proposition for you. So the Bears have number one and number nine pick in this draft. What if they trade? Justin Fields and the ninth pick to someone like the Patriots at number three. Then the Bears move up. They get Marvin Harrison Jr. You get an elite wide receiver, makes the transition easier for Caleb Williams. I mean, then the Patriots need a quarterback. You want to take a flyer on, on Drake May, um, Jaden Daniels, or do you want Justin Fields, who's kind of proven himself? So there are some avenues around it. If they could trade Fields, even, you know, for a second round. Um, pick of some sort and keep their number nine pick. Like that's also a possibility too. But I think all signs point to the Bears drafting Caleb Williams because this management can't afford to miss Mm -hmm. on Caleb Williams. Like that would be the end of their careers. I like it. Very interesting. I like Justin Fields going to the Steelers in a trade if they're going to make that move. But (laughs) New England won. The New England one is very, very interesting. All right, let's stick with the NFL, and we'll stick. Actually, we'll move over to the AFC from the NFC. Cincinnati, obviously their season got derailed with the Joe Burrow injury. They were a lot of people's pick to make the Super Bowl, even win the Super Bowl. A lot of us, including myself, were very disappointed when that didn't go down. Now, they have, obviously, a generational talent at wide receiver in Jamar Chase. However... There are two other wide receivers, and Tyler Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are both going to be unrestricted free agents. So, Kate, I'll start with you. Now I'm going to make you be the Cincinnati Bengals. You're going to run it back and sign Boyd and Higgins back to go with Chase? You're going to go elsewhere to find your other wide receivers to pair with Jamar Chase there in Cincinnati. 
I think you go elsewhere. Paying all three of those players is a lot. And that where do you have the money then to spend on other areas of your roster? If Joe Burrow is as good as I think Joe Burrow is, and I mean, many across the league, look at Patrick Mahomes, what he did with some down receivers this season. He should still make that team great. Joe Burrow is the type of quarterback that can still make his team great with, I don't want to say, I mean, he needs a little bit above average receivers, but you don't need three what would be three number one receivers if they were on different teams, you know, keep Jamar chase, find someone who is, is, you know, maybe a half step down and um, let Joe Burrow go to work. Cause he's going to be able to lead this team regardless of who he's throwing to as long as he has one option in Jamar chase. I think the Bengals will still be set. They can improve in other areas that they're lacking instead. I completely agree with you. Keep Jamar. He's a generational talent at receiver. The other guys, and you sort of have to treat Joe Burrow a little bit like Patrick Mahomes in that you, I'm not saying he's on that level. Patrick Mahomes is on a level of his own, but what the Chiefs have done clearly is say, we'll try to bring you in some talent, but also we're going to rely on you to elevate the talent around you based on how good you are and then improve other areas of our team, be it defense, whatever it is. And so I think if you're the Bengals, you do the same thing. You keep Jamar. You let the other guys go and say, all right, the capital we would have used on securing those other two receivers we used to make our team better. So I think that's the way to go about it. Very interesting. You guys are on the same page there. It will be interesting to see, A, how much money Jamar Chase gets with his extension coming up and what that does as far as the rest of their salary. All right, we were talking about, or you guys were talking about it before we got to all this. Tiger's back. His first tournament appearance in 2024 coming up this weekend at the Genesis Invitational. His first tournament since he has parted ways with Nike and come up with whatever it is that logo is. And his Sunday red. Sun's out, red's out, guys. Come on. That's what this is all about. Got to get ready for that. Tiger still moves the needle when it comes to the media and television and everything else. But let's be honest, at 48, injuries, everything else, he's probably past the days where he's going to be a real contender weekend out and weekend in. So, Jinx, are you excited to watch the Genesis Invitational just because of Tiger? Well, yes and no. And you know what I'm excited about? I think I'll be excited to see Tiger just on the course for a little while. And then maybe you hope for a few of those shots that take you back a little bit when Tiger was dominating. But as far as enjoying the entire tournament, do I have these expectations that Tiger's going to show up like some people do? Like Tiger gets money each and every single tournament he plays. Doesn't matter what the odds are. Even if he has no chance of winning, people say, oh, it's still Tiger. It's not still Tiger. Tiger is pushing 50 now. I'm actually more excited about seeing the development of Charlie Woods because his son is going to be unbelievable at golf. Tiger is 125 to one this week. And I say this every time and it's not to be, it's not to be negative. He almost lost his leg. Okay. He is still on a leg that will never be 100%. He needs a ton of work to play all four days. He can't really handle walking an entire course. So just for nostalgia purposes, just for that shot or two that he hits, and you think, ah, that's the Tiger we miss. Sure, that'll be fun. But do I find it appointment television like it used to be where you had to see what Tiger was going to do? No, he's just not the same golfer, and that's okay. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Jenks, especially because Tiger's played Revere 12 times. He has never won this tournament. Do I think at 48 on uh, coming off all these injuries that all of a sudden he's going to uh, lead the field after, after you know, right. two days, make the cut, everything? I have a hard time thinking that that's going to happen. Now, that wouldn't be like if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Tiger Woods. But right now he's minus 125 to miss the cut that's the uh, shortest odds for any player is, I mean, he's at top of that odds board in terms of missing the cut. So I don't think we see a, a massive performance from Tiger this weekend. It will be fun. Just knowing he's back out there. He obviously attracts a ton of eyeballs, a ton of attention. So I'll keep my eye on it, but I won't be um, perched on my, my couch Thursday and Friday, just waiting to see him tee off. Do we start calling him Eldrick instead of Tiger now? Have we gotten to that point? That he's, he's no longer Tiger. He's Eldrick Woods now. He's Eldrick. So Don't you know? I would imagine if you called Tiger Woods Eldrick, that you would probably get the sharpest, meanest glare yes. you've ever gotten in your life. Like imagine Tiger goes and he plays in the Phoenix Open, and during his backswing, some oh. guy goes. Hit it long, Eldrick. Oh, my God. He'd beat somebody with a club, and they would deserve it. <laughs> I want to know what Charlie Woods' nickname is going to be. He needs something like Tiger or yeah. some animal nickname. Because you can't just call him Charlie Woods when his dad's been Tiger. He needs something special. So we've got to come up with something for little Charlie before he takes the world by storm. Oh, my God. And also, it's not just if you watch Charlie play, it's not just that he's got an incredible swing and he's obviously going to be a great golfer, but his mannerisms, it's oh, it's uncanny. Identical. He, it's identical. It's just absolutely crazy. crazy to watch. I mean, he is the same guy. It's going to be great to watch him grow into the game. Coming up in five minutes. Why should I do any work? We got Kate here to make some money for us. We're going to hand in our best bets and see if we can pick some winners for you. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM on a Valentine's Day. We're going to wrap up Hour 3 next. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, man. Welcome back to the show on a Wednesday, Double D. Oh, I didn't know that. This song is called Automatic Love. Ooh. Oh. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the yeah. love. I am too. Welcome back to the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by Ben and Jim. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Kate Constable and for Chelsea Messenger. So I know that you celebrated Valentine's Day with your husband on Monday. What are you going to do for the rest of the day because you're up so early now, Kate? I know you had to get up, take your Adderall and say, oh my God. I'm up. I got to do this show. But now the crazy thing is it's going to be 8 a.m. your time. You're going to be done. I want to have the whole day ahead of me. You know what I'm going to do, Jenks? Yeah. I'm going to write a couple articles for BetQL.com on my NBA picks. So you can head nice. over there to check those out, get some extensive analysis 
Uh, and then I've got to run some errands and pack for this party. I'm going to Cabo tomorrow. We're having oh. ourselves a little oh. uh, rager this weekend. Nice. Oh, how long are you going to be there? Uh, till Sunday. So just the weekend. But it'll be fun. Oh, that's a little great. bachelorette party yeah. for a, a good girlfriend of mine. And we've got, uh, we have a boat plan. We're going to do some kayaking, a tequila tasting. And I love oh. tequila. So oh, it's going to be, gonna be trouble. It's going to be a show. That's going to be awesome. I'm getting ready to go to St. Martin and we're now seven days away from our trip. And uh, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be a, we're going to be gone for, I think, I think a full week, like seven, eight days, I think seven days. And so the lovely Catherine has been planning this for, we, she has talked about it since I swear to God, the first couple of weeks we met, this is her place. She's been there three or four times. She knows people there. She knows the Island. And finally I had to this morning on Amazon, I've been putting it off. I had to buy a sun shirt because I'm so white and we're going to go out on some <laughs> sort of boat all day. And I know I know if I'm out on a boat all day that I will burn. And the last thing I ever want, the worst thing you can do on vacation is be sunburned, right? Where you're yeah. just burnt and miserable the entire time. So that is not going to happen. The one thing I will not be doing is Catherine loves reptiles. So she Ooh. was a volunteer at the National Zoo here in DC. And so she is not averse to reptiles she wants to grab an iguana. She wants to do all these different things. And that is not for this guy. I told her, I said, listen, honey, you, we can go and do whatever, but do not, do not put an iguana on my back as some sort of joke. I'll see the guys. I'll give a nice wave. They're fine. But I don't want any reptile whatsoever near me. That's the one thing that I cannot do. And I feel like you're with me on this. Yeah, no, I I'm I would feel the same way. I don't want little lizards crawling all over me. I'm deathly afraid of frogs. Um, frogs are more of an amphibian than a reptile, right? Yeah, but that's still right. in that in that same kind of like snakes, frogs, lizards, all that jazz. No, thank you. I'll I'll stay away from all of those. But I've heard great. Wait, wait what did you said? Saint Martin's. Mm-hmm. Saint Martin. Yep. I've heard great things like it looks beautiful there so i am jealous that's gonna be a fun trip oh well, i'm gonna be jealous this weekend when you're having that tequila tasting in cabo and then probably not having to wear a sun shirt not having to worry about reptiles that's the one thing i'm <laughs> petrified of like the one animal that scares me more than anything else is the komodo dragon and i understand that Ooh. a small lizard is not a komodo dragon but i associate them as all the same like to me like a snake is a snake and a lizard is a lizard do you know what i mean yeah Yep. And a toad is a frog and a tree frog is a frog. And mm -hmm. yeah, all, all frogs are made equal. All uh, reptiles are made equal in my book, for sure. All right. That's, we stick with the drinking and the sun and we stay away from the wild animals. That's the way to do a vacation. Yep. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, Sean Little, who is a sports and betting analyst for MSG Network, will join the show. And if you missed our conversation with BetQL's Lucy Burge, a lot of rumors on the internet. How old is Lucy? Is she 25? Is she 33? Is she 56? She finally cleared up all of those questions during our conversation. And if you want to catch up with that or anything we talked about here on the show, it's really easy to do. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I'm rubbing my hands together. Old school. Let's win the people some money. Time to place your bets. 
Okay, you've done an awesome job on the show today. It's great to have you with us. But now we're looking for some winners. So what do you got? This is gross, but I like the Memphis Grizzlies tonight at home, plus three and a half. The Rockets are not great on the road this season. They've only won, what is it, like five away games. So now uh, you're asking them to cover, to win by four on the road. Grizzlies team decimated by injuries this year, right? Like Mm -hmm. their roster is not great, but they still uh, are putting forth the effort. They're gritty. They're going to uh, give you your best effort. And I mean, hey, after losing, geez, like 10, 11 straight games, a win going into the break would be wonderful. And Houston uh, plays, well, I guess both these teams play tomorrow, but Houston plays uh, tomorrow as well. They face the Mavs, I believe. No, the Pelicans. No, that's after oh, the also okay. break. I'm sorry. That's it. This is it for Houston. I still like the Grizzlies tonight at home. Plus the three and a half. I think that's the right side. I think they could even win this one outright. Jenks, I also like the Jazz team total to go over 122 and a half. The Jazz are great at home in terms of scoring. They've gone over this number in uh, 10 of their last 11 home games. The one that they just missed was their most recent one against the Warriors. But the Warriors defense has improved significantly. Third in defensive rating right now. Lakers defense is not the same as the Warriors right now. 21st in opponent three-point percentage, 25th in defensive rating. The Jazz love to fire from deep. I think they hit a ton of threes tonight, and this goes over Utah's team total. Ooh, I like that because I am also on a Jazz pick tonight, but I am laying the five and a half with the Jazz at home, hosting the Lakers, and here's why. First of all, LeBron James is not playing in this game. It opened at three. Went to four and a half. I wanted it at four and a half. I got it personally at four and a half, but it's five and a half across the board now. And also, look at the trends here. As we've talked about for much of the season, Utah is a wagon at home. They are 18 and seven against the spread when playing in Salt Lake City, while the Lakers only 11 and 16 away from home and on no rest. Remember, the Lakers played just last night. So they got it from LA to the high elevation in Salt Lake City. They are two and seven against the spread with no rest. That is the second worst mark in the NBA. The money is telling you jazz, jazz, jazz. I want to see LA keep up with Utah with LeBron out of the lineup. I don't think it happens, so I am laying the points with the Jazz. Also got a couple of juicy hockey bets for the people tonight. Sharks at the Jets. I'm taking the Jets on the puck line, minus 142. This is at minus 2.5 on the puck line in some places, which is at plus money. I got it at minus 1.5. Here's the thing. We know the Sharks are terrible. Like, they are just so bad. Oh, my God. They're 5-19-3 on the road this season. And they also haven't played in almost two weeks. And there is a difference between being rested and being rusty. And when you're a bad hockey team, you don't need two weeks off. You need to practice. I want you guys practicing five times a day because you're terrible. Not only that, they have another one of their best players out right now in Tomas Hurdle, who joins Logan Couture. And they have to face my guy, Connor Hellebuck, who is 24-10-3 with a 2.19 goals against average this season. Winnipeg in a route. Jets hotline, minus 142. And finally, pins at the Panthers going under 6.5 at minus 134. I've had a lot of success betting Pittsburgh unders, and I'm going to keep doing it until they prove otherwise. You've got two very good netminders tonight, including Tristan Jerry for the Pens. He has a goals against average of 2.44. And how about that Panthers defense, which has really stepped up and tightened recently, allowing just 11 goals in seven games. And 
In Pittsburgh's last 10 games, the under is eight and two. So let's go under six and a half between the pins and the Panthers. Oh my God. I'm like a mini auctioneer there, Kate. I'm worn out. <laughs> You'd be really good at that job. <laughs> Maybe. I watched an auctioneer video the other day because I have no lab. I was like, look at these auctioneers. And my God, I learned. Well, I learned that I can never do that job. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet. For insight, analysis, trends, and more five-star best bets, download the BetQL app. The Donkster will be back shortly, but for now, he is in his closet. And, oh, father versus son play. The Donkster says Lakers plus five and a half at the Jazz. So he's going against me there. And then also number eight, Tennessee at Arkansas, under 151 and a hook. I don't like that one either. I like the over in that game. Doctor was on a hot streak for a couple of weeks, just could not lose. He's cooled down a little bit. We'll see what happens when we are on the air tomorrow. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily and bring in our friend J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez, who will be on the show today. All right, J-Rod. So clearly I am lizard-averse. Kate is frog-averse. <laughs> are you just a man of the jungle, a man who, who any and all animals are welcome in your realm? Or is there anything that you say, no, not for me? Listen, I, I live in South Florida. I live pretty much up oh. against the Everglades. So I, I see critters, little snakes, little lizards, little oh. crocodiles, little alligators, nothing. Listen, I, I, I have three kids. Nothing phases me anymore. And, you know, nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. Although my wife... The lovely Mrs. Rodriguez is deathly afraid of frogs. Deathly <gasps> afraid of frogs. And oh, today on the show, that. since it is Valentine's Day, we, we're going to get into the worst Valentine's Day stories. Uh, and it involves me, the wife, the pool, and a frog. So I became anti-frog Immediately. We'll get into that, of course, uh, later on here with Chris Mack and me on uh, BetQL Daily. But yeah, frogs are not my best friend. You know, they're slowing my mojo down. Come on now. Ugh, I can. I feel you on that. I had an encounter with a frog, a snake and a pool once. And ever since then, I'm out on all of those. It was not good. No. Not good. Listen, oh, you, listen, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Leave me alone. Come on, guy. I'm working here. Daddy's working. Uh God, I've been dreaming about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift because we've been talking about it so much. And now I'm going to dream about snakes and frogs and pools and <laughs> nightmares. Oh, my God. Jim, thanks for being with us. Have a fantastic show. i to bleach my brain Cheers. here. Uh, well, I guess that's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by that name, Jim. Kate, thanks for being with us all the way from Chicago. We love talking to you on the show every week, but fantastic job today. It was fun, Jinx. Anytime. You just let me know. We will absolutely do it for the entire crew. Good luck on all of your bets. Have a great Wednesday. Stay away from any and all reptiles. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning, live across the country at 6 a.m. Bye. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. 